Welcome to the Men's Leadership Network podcast, where each month we're exploring what it means to be a godly leader in our homes, workplaces, and communities. If you've ever felt the stirring in your heart to do something that on the surface seemed a bit crazy, but that you know down deep is something you've been called to do, you're going to love today's conversation with Ken Thomas, president of Connect Ministries. Kim will share his story of how he stepped away from a successful career to step into a God-sized vision that took him from organizing three-on-three basketball tournaments in Franklin, Tennessee, to nationwide network of youth camps that have reached more than 250,000 campers and helped hundreds of churches connect with their local community. If you find the content of today's episode helpful, please take a moment to subscribe and leave a review. And be sure to visit mensleadershipnetwork.com to subscribe to our weekly Man Minute emails where we go deeper on the topic of each month's podcast and deliver this content to you every Friday in short, bite-sized reads that are designed to help you become a better leader in a minute or less. And now, here's Pastor Jeff. Hey guys, welcome to Men's Leadership Network podcast. I'm so glad that you're joining in today. And man, we have a great guest with us today. This is Ken Thomas, and we call him KT. And uh, KT is an incredible man of God, uh, just an awesome husband, father and uh, really a man after God's heart. And I'm so thankful that he's joining in today. So KT, tell us a little bit about you and your family and then how God called you even into ministry. Sure. Well, it's always good to be with Jeff and uh, we all can learn a lot from Jeff and his leadership and we've all benefited from that. But uh, uh, well, I grew up in South Georgia. Uh, You probably can't tell from my accent that I grew up in the South, but I did. Uh, and uh, I met my wife in high school, and uh, we fell in love, uh, dated throughout college, and then uh, we, she went to pharmacy school, and I went and studied physical education, thought I was going to be a baseball coach. God had other plans. He called me into ministry, uh, and so we got married and moved to Fort Worth, Texas, where I went to seminary and studied there at Southwestern Seminary, and then moved to Nashville, Tennessee. And that's where I met Jeff Simmons as he was a student pastor. Some of you may not know that. He was a student pastor at a church in in Nashville. And Norma, my wife and I served under his leadership there and loved it. And uh, Norma and I have three children and uh, one's uh, 22, one 19 and one that's 12. Uh, boy, girl, boy, and we have a lot of fun together. And so we now live in Athens, Georgia, uh, and I work with a ministry called Connect Ministry. So I could I fast forward through a lot of years there, Jeff, but uh, I know we'll probably dig into more of it a little later, but that gives you a little overview of uh, of what's going on in our life. And you're still uh, coaching baseball, really, because you got a daughter playing college softball, and you got a son who's like a stud baseball player. So you, you kind of are in the baseball world still, aren't you? <laughs> And I am. I love being in it. I just didn't know what capacity that would be as, as a parent. And I, and I do coach. Uh, I have coached all three of our children, uh, but I've been real clear to them uh, that I don't want them to remember me as their coach. Mm. Uh, I want them to remember me, remember me as their dad. Mm. And that was just something that we could do together. Uh, she, you know, all three of them. Uh, I, they took interest in sports, and I figured if they're going to be out there, uh, I'm probably going to be out there. So why not just be out there with them and also have an opportunity to coach other boys and girls in the community and get to know uh, more families. And so it's really been a, a ministry 
as much as it's been, uh, you know, helping my own children, it's really been a ministry to get to know other boys and girls. Mm-hmm. And, uh, man, I've coached basketball, which is really kind of funny. Uh, <laughs> I've coached baseball. I've coached girls softball. And I'm coach, I've coached now tackle football for, like, the last six years. So it's a, it's a kind of a hobby in ministry, but, uh, but I do enjoy it. Um, it just wasn't the direction I thought some 30 years ago. But I'm real grateful for the journey that that uh, God has led us on so far. Wow! Hey, tell us your faith story, KT. Like when you came to know Christ, and yeah, well, I grew up in a Christian home. Uh, Mom and Dad uh, both uh, are believers, and Dad was a uh, he was on church staff. He was a pastor. He helped actually start a church in Orlando years ago before I was born. So I never knew a day where we weren't going to church, uh, you know, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, and every other time the doors were open. But as we all know, that doesn't make anybody a Christian. And uh, when I was 10 years old, I recognized that uh, I needed a savior, that I was unable, unable, unable to save myself, that I was a sinner. I remember talking to my dad about it. And said, Dad, I, I, I realize that I'm not a Christian. And I won't accept Christ as my Savior. And uh, Dad, Mom and Dad were both very excited about that. But I think he wanted, he, while well, he had led a lot of people to the Lord in his lifetime, he wanted me to talk to somebody else. And so I went and talked with our pastor, Chess Smith. And I remember very clearly walking into his office and sitting down and sharing with Brother Chess, which is what we called him. And uh, I prayed to receive Christ in Brother Chess's office and when I was 10 years old. And uh, Dad baptized me mm-hmm. at, in our church in Tifton, Georgia, uh, on Easter Sunday. Mm-hmm. And uh, those are very clear memories in my mind of when I accepted Christ. And uh, just uh, been, a, been a growth journey ever since. There's been days where I've followed closely and days where I was uh, not as close to the Lord as I needed to be. Uh, but I know for sure that on those days, on that day that I accepted Christ as my savior. Mm-hmm. Praise God. KT. That's awesome. You know, Hey, let me, let me just ask you about this because you know, you and a guy, Gabe Norris, right. You were working at a job here in Nashville. Uh, we had just planted rolling Hills. Uh, you guys are coming to church. And uh, God was just stirred in your hearts. And we, you know, we said, how are we going to reach this community for Christ? And, and you had this idea of three-on-three basketball. You remember this? <laughs> we set up in the Chick-fil-A, you know, went over and talked to Bill Fender, set up okay. in the parking lot of gold. People were shooting, got a free sandwich. And then we did the tournament. And, and then after that, God just kind of stirred in your heart, you know. And, and you and Gabe left your jobs and started what's now called Connect Ministries. Tell us about that story because that's incredible. Well, if I back up just a little bit, uh, those of you that know Jeff know that he's a visionary leader. And, uh, man, he, he's out in front leading and, and is also willing to get in there and do the hard work with you. And in those very early days of Rolling Hills Community Church, I remember it like it was yesterday, Jeff. We were sitting, I think it was at a Chili's. And uh, we, we were just thinking, okay, what are we going to do to meet new people? And uh, I said, let's do a three-on-three basketball tournament. And the funny thing about that is I'm not a basketball player. And, uh, and Jeff, like, like all good uh, leaders, said, I think that's a great idea. Why don't you head that up? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and that began 
just a, a big event that happened in, in the Cool Springs area for many years. Mm-hmm. And it was a wonderful learning experience for me personally and professionally. Mm-hmm. But what happened through that event and through being a part of Roland Hills uh, Community Church was that I began to see the, the, how many churches um, were having a struggle just meeting new families. Mm. Uh, hey, we've got the greatest news known to mankind. Yes. It has eternal consequences to it. And we have that news as believers in Christ. And But at the same time, churches all over the country were inviting people just to come to their church, come to their church. And, no, and very few were taking them up on their offer. Mm. And so what does it look like if we get out in the community as believers? and actually meet new people and them realize that we're we're not weird and we're not crazy uh we're actually normal people we just love jesus and we have eternal home in heaven so what if we can help the church meet people who aren't going to ever just show up Mm. and that was the burden that was kind of working in our heart my heart my wife's heart gabe and his wife's heart Mm. and um and so in August of 2006, we resigned from our job, um, a job that I loved, and I, and I know Gabe loved his job too, and, and we resigned on the same day and to start a nonprofit ministry that would be focused on helping churches meet new people. Now, we didn't have a lot of clarity. As Jeff will remember, he's on our board. We didn't have a lot of clarity. We had a lot of passion, and we had a real clear burden you know, the passion was we're going to help the church meet new people. And, and that, that was our passion and our burden. Uh, but that was really all we had at the time. But it was really clear that God was leading us to do this. And so we, uh, we launched Connect Ministries to begin helping churches uh, get outside their walls and meet new people. And, uh, you know, our first thing that we did was three on three basketball tournaments. And I remember uh, Jeff and a few of our board members asked us in those early days, they said, uh, okay, this is great. You guys are going to do three-on-three basketball tournaments. That's awesome. And uh, we've seen how that will help churches meet new people. Hey, but what else are you guys going to do? And I remember like it was yesterday, Jeff. I said, well, hey, we're going to do one thing and do one thing well. And whenever we get good at that, we're going to add probably some day camps or something like that, or, or maybe something else. And to that point, Jeff said, well, I think you guys need to use all of your camp experience. And I think y'all need to think about doing it like this summer. <laughs> and uh, that was a kind of a bombshell moment because it was already December. And, uh, <laughs> and we looked at each other and Gabe and I were like, I just don't think we can be ready by the summer. And Jeff said, yeah, you can. You got six months. You got plenty of time. And uh, we laugh about it now, but that was a pivotal moment for us. And Jeff encouraged us to, to kind of get out there and go ahead and start camps as a part of what Connect Ministries would do is do day camps. And uh, that's proven to be an effective strategy to help churches really provide a relevant ministry in their community um, that will help parents who are looking for places for their children to be in the summer where they can, they can look for a really remarkable camp experience right there locally. But anyway, that's, that's kind of a little bit about the beginning of, of Connect Ministries. Those were some fun memories 15 years ago now. It's hard to believe, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, God's really led us in a, in a really fun direction, I guess. So what's God done in those 15 years? Talk about 
camp and the impact you've seen in those yeah. 15 years? Well, in those, in those 15 years, we, we recently did a kind of a 15 year look back. The, you know, you get in the middle of all this and you, you don't always look backwards. You, you, you can't live in the past, but you certainly can learn from the past. And uh, so we spent some time reflecting these last two years, learning from our past. We realized we'd really never done this number before. We realized we'd had over 225,000 campers uh, in, in a 15-year history. Wow. And, uh, you know, when we set out and left our work, we, we never dreamed that that would happen. Uh, 225,000 campers, uh, we know of right at 11,000 campers have accepted Christ. Um, those are just the ones we know. Um, we didn't even start really keeping up with that till about three or four years into doing camp. Um, we've had almost 25,000 families have expressed interest in, in churches actually following up with them about the person of Christ, where they've been at camp and they've said, hey, we, would, we want somebody to follow up with us, which gives the church an open door invitation to just Tell them about Christ. Wow. And uh, we don't really know how all of that is, uh, you know, how God has used those conversations to bring people back to God or bring people into a relationship with God. Um, we've seen over $13 million raised locally. Mm -hmm. um, that's not even, that's not money that we've raised. That's money that local communities have raised to send boys and girls locally who maybe couldn't afford to go to camp have the opportunity to go to camp and there they hear the message of Christ. And so I could, you know, kind of go through some more of those kind of numbers, but uh, the, the overwhelming, um, the overwhelming part of those numbers is just to say, man, God had a plan that was far greater than we could ever have dreamed. Yeah. And we feel like we, we, we feel like we got a long way to go. We're, we're still plugging away, trying to help as many churches as possible. KT, that's incredible. I mean, like 225,000, that's a like quarter of a million kids who've come through and been able to hear about Jesus and their lives being impacted. I mean, that's bigger than a lot of towns and cities in America. You know, that God has just given, connect the opportunity to impact so many for Christ. And that, this is the future. I mean, these are the future leaders and kids. Why is camp so important? Why do you, what do you think? You know, you talk about day camp. Uh, you know, we're rolling hills, and we've got a Connect Day Camp coming up uh, in about six weeks. And uh, yeah, tell why is it so important for parents to send their kids to camp? Well, I, I, great question, Jeff. I, I actually, I'm a big proponent of overnight camps and day camps. Mm -hmm. I, I think there's a place for both. Now, not everybody can go to both. There's schedule challenges. There's economic ch challenges. Um, but if possible, I think it's good to go to both. <clears throat> um, uh, when you go away to camp, uh, for example, I know Roland Hills will be sending a group away to camp this summer, and, and that's going to be fun for the middle school and high school students. And uh, the reason I think that's important is they get away, they, 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 they are removed from distractions. They're able to build uh, good relationships with people who really love them and care about them. Uh, and they're able to see uh, Christianity modeled up close and discipleship can really happen when we remove those, those distractions that all of us face, not just our middle school and high school students, but our, us as adults as well. Um, and and I'm, so I'm a big fan of that. But as it relates to day camps, um, the reality is, especially in our you know, kindergarten to let's call it up to sixth and seventh grade, 
you know, there's, there's, a, there's different concerns that sometimes come into play about sending my children. If I'm an unchurched parent, if I don't go to church anywhere, am I really going to send my child away to a camp with people that I've never met to a place I've never been? And so um, it, it just doesn't happen as much as it used to. And so if that's the case, and if parents are looking for options for their children during the summer months, um, then why not the church provide that option in their community so that their children can have a safe place to go uh, with people that they can learn to trust, but they get to pick them up at the end of the day. And those trust relationships begin to be formed between the parent and the church. And uh, hopefully that then the church can then build on those in the future. But, you know, if you're, if you're a parent trying to decide, do I go to a day camp? Do I go, what do I do there? I would say, man, look at the ones that are out there look at what they offer um, and look at what they believe uh, and make sure that that's, that's something that you would sync up with. But what we've learned is that, man, parents are desperate for places for their children to go. And so we've decided let's make connect camps the most remarkable day camp experience that's found in that town. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so that's, that's our goal. And we have high standard. Uh, we, we feel like, Churches like Rolling Hills Community Church, they don't need us to come in there and do something average. Uh, they, the, the children and the parents and the church deserve uh, our very, very best. So uh, it's a big promise to make when you say you're gonna provide a remarkable day camp. Uh, and so we, we, we're ready to stand behind that promise and deliver uh, a remarkable experience for the children. Uh, so anyway, we're excited about there and I hope parents will really consider, hey, this is an important part of my child's development yeah talk about that kt because so for parents who don't know what does a day camp day look like i mean you're bringing 20 25 you know college students young adults in you know you've got the staff uh but what what does it look like what do you do what are the things that happen at a day camp right good uh well you know it begins early in the morning um you know campers can be dropped off as early as 7 45 uh, which is kind of early in the summer months, uh, they can be dropped off at 745. They're, they're picked up at 5 p.m. So it's a full day of programming. Uh, they'll pr- participate throughout the week in eight different skills. Uh, a skill could be anywhere from archery to epic eats to, you know, crafts. And they would, it's a wide variety of mixture of indoor, outdoor, so that there's something for every child. And they'll partic- participate in all eight of them throughout the week. There's camp-wide recreation, high energy fun. Uh, there's a time of worship every day where we introduce a, a Christ-centered theme each day that builds on the day before so that campers of all ages can articulate what the theme is and then how to apply that to my life. Uh, there's small group time where they'll be with children of their own age for a couple different times in small groups uh, where they'll talk about uh, the Bible, they'll talk about how to apply the Bible uh, story for the day to their life uh, in an age-appropriate way. Um, and so there's, there's um, fun activities in the auditorium where they're interacting with games and such, high energy. Uh, there's, it's just, our, our philosophy is if they, they never have any downtime. It's jam-packed from the time they get out, from the time they step out of their car to the time they get back in their car at the end of the day, it's nonstop fun. Um, because by the way, camp's got to be fun, right? If the kids are going to come, it's got to be fun. So um, it, it's jam-packed all day long. 
and kids love it, man. I mean, they just love it every year. I mean, it's just like the highlight of their year, you know, and uh, that's, that's awesome. Cause you do it so well. Hey, tell us like for guys who are listening, you know, and you kind of look at the summer and, and sometimes people want to take the summer off, you know, it's like, oh, vacations yeah. or whatever. And spiritually, some people kind of get in that mindset too. I'm going to take the summer off. I'll get back involved when school starts back. How, how do you help men that are listening right now not to waste the summer? Like, what would you say to, to men out there about that? Well, you know, that I, I believe a lot of men, not everybody, but they're, they're goal-oriented. Mm. A lot of us are goal-oriented. Not, not, I'm not saying everybody's that way. But I would say if you have a fitness goal, great. You know, hey, this summer... Hey, for fitness, this is what I'm going to do. Okay, well, how about not a spiritual goal mm. that you would set this summer? Perhaps one of your fit, your spiritual goals could be, hey, this summer, hey, I'm going to uh, maybe read this book of the Bible or I'm going to read this, I'm going to have a devotion, you know, whatever, uh, you know, every day or spend 10 minutes. But what if your fitness, what if your spiritual goal was, I'm going to talk with my children about my faith? Mm. Um, I, I recently had a conversation with, uh, a friend of mine, a childhood friend of mine, uh, he's very successful uh, in his in his work, very very successful, and he's really struggled for the last six months. His father passed away in December, and for the last six months, he has been kind of haunted, if you will, uh, because he has some uncertainties about his father's salvation, and while he's working through those things, he he he's he's concerned about, about that. His father uh, was a part of a church, but he just, there were just some things that they didn't have a lot of spiritual conversations between father and son. And, and, and I've, as I thought about that situation, you know, I, I wouldn't want my children to ever wonder about my salvation. When I pass away, um, I want them to know for sure that I, that I love Jesus, that I followed him with my life as best I could. And that I tried my very best to, to live that out in front of them. I would never want them to wonder when I pass away, am I a believer or am I not? Mm -hmm. There's going to be other things they may have to work through, but I hope it's not that. Mm -hmm. And so what if a goal of ours as, as men uh, who follow after Christ, what if one of our goals was to have a conversation with each of our children, not necessarily about death, but about the life that we have in Christ? so that they know, and that could be a goal. Hey, we could set a goal as men. Hey, let's, let's talk to our children about our faith so they know. May open up a faith conversation with them. It may give them an avenue to ask some questions of us. Uh, and it may also uh, cause us to rethink about our faith story to say, hey, this summer, is this a time for me to be baptized? Hey, I've never been baptized, but you know, as part of my obedience to a believer of Christ, hey, I want to follow his example and be baptized this summer. And that would be another way to, to show your children and not only your children, but your friends uh, where you are spiritually. So that conversation with my friend is, is fresh on my mind. And it just kind of stirred me a little bit to make sure that uh, those around me know exactly where I stand in my relationship with Christ. Mm, that's great. That's great. Hey, how can people get involved with Connect, with day camps? I mean, like, what, what would you say, you know, to people about jumping in uh, and getting involved? Yeah, well, one is, um, hey, you can volunteer. If you live in the Franklin area, the Nashville area, you can actually volunteer for an hour if you wanted to or a half a day. 
at the camp that's going to be held right at the Rolling Hills Community Church campus. Uh, I think young children need to see godly men. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think oftentimes we say, well, there's some uh, others in the church who can do that. They have more time than I have. But uh, maybe that would be a legacy of yours to say, man, I, I, you know, maybe you couldn't take a whole week, but you could, you could volunteer for a day or a half a day. Uh, that would be one way you could get involved. Um, another way um, is, uh, is you could help make it possible for campers who, who can't afford to go to camp. Uh, and I know there's some ways to do that through Rolling Hills Community Church. Uh, if you chose to give, it would go straight to Rolling Hills Community Church for them to appropriate, uh, appropriate that to the right people. Um, but, uh, th you know, those are two quick ways that you can get involved with the camp there locally. Mm -hmm. um, on a national level, of course, you know, uh, I would always be available to talk to anybody who said, hey, God's led me to do this or that. Uh, to help get the message of Christ to as many boys and girls as possible, that would be uh, certainly something that we could help with. But there's going to be opportunities right there in Franklin, Tennessee this summer for men to get involved. And I would say is is really, really needed for that to happen. I really appreciate you saying that because I do think a lot of times it's it's the moms. They got the time, they're off, you know, many times in the summer or, you know, because of jobs, whatever else, and kids in school. But Man, I mean, kids need to see godly men, and and we we talk about this at men's leadership. You know, you impact a man, you impact a marriage, you impact a family, you impact generations. And so, you know, jumping in and serving, uh, just helping out. I mean, getting your kids to go to day camp. You know, making sure they're in church, having that spiritual conversation, is so important. And man, I just love that challenge that you gave to us, KT. Thank you. So, hey, what are your yeah. dreams for yeah. Connect? What do you see in the in the future? Well, as we think about the future, uh, there, there's so many opportunities right now. And I think for, for us, uh, a wise man once told me, he said, uh, KT, you guys are never going to lack for opportunities. You're going to have to ask God to give you wisdom to determine which are the opportunities that you should follow after. Mm. And um, I think for us, as we think about the future, there, there's so many different avenues that, that we could head. Um, you know, one of the places that I know we're going to stay is, is true to our mission. And our mission is to, is to help the church meet new people. Mm -hmm. That's our first filter that we use as an organization to determine, is this an, is this an idea that we should pursue? Uh, but, you know, we, we want to see camp as one of our ministries. We want to see it continue to grow. We want to be in more and more communities in the years ahead. Um, I, I really believe that this, the day will come when we see 100,000 campers, not over a three or four year span, but literally over a, in a one summer. Mm. Uh, we, we'd love to see that type of an impact. 100,000 campers in a summer um, is it, something that we believe is possible in the days ahead. Uh, in more than 100 communities, uh, we, we want to see camp in more than 100 communities during a summer. We think that that's possible. Uh, and very uh, helpful. But beyond camp, um, you know, we dream of the day when we see families going to camp together, mm -hmm. where men uh, are learning and learn how to lead their, their family spiritually in a camp environment that can translate back to the local, uh, local home during the year, that would come in to, to, to serve beside the local church. Uh, the local church is already teaching men how to do that, but this would supplement that and, mm -hmm. and help encourage that. Um, 
So we're developing some online resources and some things of that nature as well in the days ahead. But, but really true as I think about the future, it's gonna be staying true to our mission, help as many churches as we can, share the message of Christ with as many people as possible. I love that. I think you say, you know, uh, I've heard you say it before, like the 156 million people out there who don't go to church anywhere. And as men, God's given us an opportunity with our own families and our own kids, but also, man, those that we coach in baseball, you know, those are on our kids' teams, those who live around us in our neighborhoods. God's put us in specific places for reason and purpose. And man, we ought to be the ones helping connect them to Jesus. And man, I love what you do, KT. I just love it. So, hey, what do you want your legacy to be? Well, you know, years ago, I was challenged to write a mission statement mm. and, um, you know, a personal mission statement. I didn't, hadn't, didn't have one. And I don't know if, uh, if, if um, everyone that's listening today has a personal mission statement, but uh, at the expense of it sounding corporate, uh, I, I think this would be it, is that I understand why I exist. And that is, I exist to be a godly husband and father. Um, I exist um, to equip others in using their gifts to uh, share the message of Christ so that kingdom transformation can occur. So my, my, my whole purpose is to be a godly husband, to be a godly uh, uh, father, and to equip others so that they can use their gifts to tell the message of Christ. And if I do that, that would be, I, I believe, being faithful to the mission that God put me on this planet to do. Uh, I, I hope that I am doing it well. I certainly have a long way to go. I've got a lot to learn. Uh, but that, that would be what I would want my legacy to be. Awesome. KT, you're living it, man. And uh, I just want to say thank you. Thank you to you and Gabe and all that you do through Connect. And uh, I'm so excited to have Connect Camps here this summer. And uh, man, guys can still sign up their, their kids. We have over 300 and something kids, 315, 320 kids already coming. And just the impact that's going to have for the kingdom is going to be awesome. So love serving God with you, my friend. I mean, you're a huge part of Rolling Hills. And I just want to say thank you. So can I pray for us right yes, now? Oh, Father, thank you for KT. Thank you, Father, for all that you're doing through Connect. I thank you, Father, for calling each one of us. Um, God is meant to serve you and to make a difference. Thank you for that uh, personal mission statement that you gave to Kim Thomas. And God, I pray that, Father, we would each have a personal mission statement in our own lives um, to be a husband or father, a man after your heart, to be a spiritual leader wherever you put us, God, in our families and our communities and our churches for Christ. And so thank you for this time. Thank you for this challenge. And allow us, God, to be men who follow you all the days of our life. And it's in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Amen. KT, thanks for joining us today. And uh, man, I loved it. Hey, guys, thank you for joining in. Just want to encourage you. There'll be a Man Minute coming out every Friday. Be watching for your email for that. And be joining us next month for our next podcast. God is working your life. And we're proud of you and just blessed to join with you in this journey. So thanks for joining us. God bless. Thanks again for tuning in to today's podcast. We pray what you learned will help you as you strive to become a better leader in your own home, workplace, and community. If you found today's content helpful, we hope you'll subscribe, comment, and share this podcast with others. And be sure to join our email list to ensure you never miss an episode as they come out the first Friday of every month. You can do that now and find all of our past episodes at mensleadershipnetwork.com.